<laughs> because drugs are nice. Drugs are nice. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm Bankley Mokwede and joining me once again for part two of our You Season 4 discussion. Actually, I had Priscilla, I had this like very flattering introduction for you. It was actually going to be very nice, but you pissed me off. So <laughs> joining me for part two is Priscilla. Hello, Priscilla. How are you? I'm great. I'm having a fantastic um, evening. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. That's I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> Anyways, we've got a very special guest on this episode, making his return to the podcast. It's the founder and editor in chief of Streamer. Check out the website. It's the tapeworm in Top Ford. It's Mo. Mo, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. I've just had a really busy week, and now I'm just chilling. Uh, yeah, I've just been. Now I'm just getting to do this all the time, and it's really fun. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's Monday, Mo. Uh, like, how was your... I had a busy... W- because I, I, I decided that I was going to move away from the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm, I remember. Uh, and then I found a place the Monday, that I deci- the Monday after, signed for the place on the Tuesday, paid my uh, sold my car on the Wednesday, and then it's just like a shitty Craig David song. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, where have I heard this before? <laughs> and then, and then, basically, then the next week, Tuesday, I had a screening in London, so I went for that. And then I was back on Wednesday, and then Thursday I had to pack, and then Friday I left and I moved, and then Saturday, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday have just been me moving into my new flat. And this is that. Well, yeah, you guys, you guys just got a peek into Mo's life. Um, so <laughs> the diary of Mo. So I'm really busy. The diary of. I'm an editor-in-chief, stroke founder. Um, yeah, Mo, we're obviously very, very glad to have you back on the podcast. After I begged, to be honest. That's, that's not true. You've, <laughs> I, beg, so I true. begged you for way, I begged you for way more things. Um, yes, that person that is laughing in the background is Priscilla. Um, so, you guys know how we do this podcast usually. We don't watch our head just because <laughs> when we do get a chance to get screeners, we don't watch our head because we want to keep the whole thing organic and keep just, our uh, reveals, our reactions all real. Someone watched episode seven and saw what happened at the end of episode seven. I was like, you know what? Fuck popcorn for dinner and fuck Bankole. I'm going to go ahead and watch episode eight. And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm controlling myself. I'm like, we're going to record tomorrow and I'll watch it after. Anyways, so Priscilla watched episode eight. Thank God she didn't watch the rest of the show. Um, if I if I was if I was a full time part of Popcorn for Dinner, just so you know, I would not stick to that rule because I need to I need to watch something it, in exactly, full to evaluate hard. how to evaluate how how an especially with TV you need to evaluate. You can have a weak episode or an episode that seems weak, mm-hmm. um, and what, but then in the full context of the show or the season or whatever it is, it's it's actually a really strong episode. Yeah, but when so for that for that like for that reason. I love that explanation but when you're presented with new information you can change your mind also no first of all that is i'm not letting you that's you guys privilege talking that's the screeners privilege talking <laughs> when none of us had screeners or just watching tv like normal people we weren't having the same things like that second of all it's not a rule it's usually an understanding i always open it up and then whatever somebody wants to do they agree to it i don't make it a rule 
Priscilla agreed no, it's, to this. It's not a rule. It's just it's just a stipulation it for working <laughs> there, for being on the podcast. It's an understanding that it's... becomes a rule when everyone agrees to it. And Priscilla agreed to it, and then she she did this last time in part one. She went halfway to halfway through the next episode, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's that's the first time she wasn't full full time member of Poker for Dinner at that point. Now she is, and here what she doing? She's just flagrantly abusing the rules and going to watch the rest of it anyways. Oh, okay. <sighs> I stand. I stand with Priscilla. I stand the with Priscilla because seven. I got the um, I got the part two screeners at like probably two in the morning our time, mm-hmm. and I just stayed up and watched them all. <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck it." That's it's just any, anyways. Okay, whatever. Um, just for clarity, I'm the minority here. Mo, as he just mentioned, has seen all the episodes, but that was more. He saw those episodes way. I think he saw those episodes before we even got before I even got part one. I'm yeah, so we for... I got part one in I got part one Thanksgiving Jesus last Christ. year, Damn. and then I got part two January I believe Thanksgiving like middle like start of January. Yeah, I was really surprised by how early they sent them. Anyway, if it's your first time hearing more on the podcast, he's like I mentioned earlier, the founder and editor in chief of Streamer, a pop culture website covering all things streaming, all your favorite streaming fair and streaming websites. Um, it's Streamer News. Basically, the streamer, yeah, the so, streamer, is on it Twitter on on the website? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So it's the streamer.com on the website, and then the streamer news on Twitter. Streamer is S T R E A M R, no E. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe for part one, you had an interview with Sarah Gamble, who is the showrunner of you. Mm-hmm. Was that was that interview for part one alone, or just for the for the entire season? Um, we spoke a little bit part one and, uh, uh, we spoke mostly part one and a little bit part two, cause I need something to go out when it, when the show drops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got some stuff, some little nuggets for part two that I'm going to reveal okay. at some point in the future. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure most people that have listened to this episode now would have probably devoured the whole of part two. So go ahead and check out, that's thestreamer.com, the website and streamer news on Twitter. Priscilla and I are going to be talking about episodes, um, maybe, I don't know, she might stab me in the back again. We're talking about episodes <laughs> eight and nine in two days' time, and then we're talking about the finale <laughs> on Monday, the sim- a similar schedule to what we did for part one. Um, speaking of part one, we did cover part one over three episodes. You might have to scroll a bit because on the feed because we've it's currently a very busy period for the podcast. Priscilla and Ibube are discussing the new season of Mandalorian every week. Uh, their discussion on episode two of the Mandalorian should be out tomorrow. That's Mandalorian season three. Uh, Priscilla and I also discussed the first episode of Rain Dogs, the new comedy from HBO and BBC starring Daisy May Cooper. Ooh. So we'll continue to cover that, but it might be a more staggered coverage schedule. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, from next week, we'll be spending some time with everyone's favorite underdogs over in Richmond. Season three of Ted Lasso comes out next week, so we'll be discussing that as well. Um, yeah, and of course, two favorites of this podcast, Yellow Jackets and Succession, will be back. So, so please, like I said, follow us on whatever platform you're listening on, but Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, just so you can get to know more things about it. Oh, before I forget, earlier this week, Priscilla and Jess, who are going to be hosting our film podcast starting in April uh, and join Ibuka and I to talk about cocaine, that brilliant drug, and uh, the bears who ingest it. We discussed Cocaine Bear 
and we may or may not have been slightly inebriated during that recording i played the fifth but yes please check that out and if you like what you hear priscilla and jess will be back talking exclusively on films starting in april okay that's a lot of things i've just said a lot of begging um yeah please follow us please rate review and yeah let's get into it you season four episode six titled best of friends written by justin w um, w low and leo richardson and directed by john scott season four episode seven titled good man cruel world written by ab chow and neil reynolds and directed by rachel Leiterman. um okay let me take some water and give a quick rundown of what happened in these two episodes because as you guys know it was a lot which triggered priscilla to go watch episode eight <laughs> I found my new running joke and I love it. Um, so, I mean, you, you know instantly she's going to go and watch 9 and 10 now I'm as well. So <laughs> She'll do the podcast by herself. Oh, um, oh. well, episode so episode 9 is, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt. Episode 9 is, is directed by, um, by Joe Goldberg. Yeah. I'm excited himself. for that. I'm, I'm excited for that. So we start off at a Reese Montrose rally where our boy Joe is stalking him as Joe does. Joe and Reese catch each other's eye at the end of each other's eyes at the end of the rally, but Reese suspiciously doesn't acknowledge him. Ooh. At the end of the rally, our friendly neighborhood photojournalist gets an incriminating shot of Joe. Reese visits Joe at his flat and gives him 24 hours to frame someone for the murders because the attention is hurting his campaign. He also proves me wrong. Don't worry, this is not the first time that this will happen. Or rather, the last time. Um, he proves me wrong and shows that he's really just a psychopath. He's not killing people for any greater good. He just They're just getting in the way of his campaign, so he's killing them. Phoebe invites Joe to Kate's gala. At the same gala, we see uh, Peter Parker again, but we'll find out that no, she isn't going to be part of Joe's big ultimate downfall, like I suggested in part one. But really, she just really, really, really likes Phoebe. Like, they're best friends or something. Um, she takes Phoebe to a private room, confesses her love. Phoebe plays along till Joe gets into the room and Phoebe snaps, holds a knife to her stalker. And at the same time, she looks more attractive than she's ever been. At least that's what the streets were saying. Joe frames the woman for the murders. He is praised as a second time hero by Phoebe. Nadia, by the way, is swirling with the nepple white guy in her class. And she witnesses this and starts growing suspicious of Joe. A lot happened in this first two episodes. This is, I'm just realizing this going through the rundown. These suspicions lead her to interrogate Joe more, more on that in a second. Kate and Joe are now an item and just in time too because her dad is coming to town and he's going to be played by the great Greg Kinnear. What Greg Kinnear doesn't know is that Reese has told Joe to kill him. But being that he's Oscar-nominated actor Greg Kinnear, he convinces Joe to kill Reese. Not that Joe needs any convincing. He knows about Joe's past and promises to protect Joe if he does this for him, this being kill Reese. He's sponsoring Reese's mayoral opponent, so this helps him capitalism um so joe goes to reese's ex-wife where reese ex-wife's house where reese is hiding out recreates michael madsen's torture scene from reservoir dogs and eventually kills reese before well reese walks into the shed and that leaves me and my joe on the floor questioning all of my life decisions Mm. did i miss anything no uh trying to think I mean, there's some stuff about Phoebe and Adam, but like that's unimportant for now. We'll get into that later. So before going in, oh, oh wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 episode seven, episode seven. Yeah, I did mention. I talked about episode seven. Okay, you, you missed out the part where Reese reveals that he's got 
someone. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Riz says that he has Marianne in the... That he has Marianne locked up, which I guess I shall mention because that's what triggers Joe to want to kill... To kill Riz. Um, yeah. Yes, and the episode ends with Nadia finding Marianne in this locked box that seems to be able to travel wherever Joe is going. And this, this box just moves from New York to LA to London. Um, okay, so before going into obvious specifics, what did you guys think of these two episodes? These two episodes in, in particular. I'll start with the traitor, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> You're treating me like Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are. I ordered 66 to you. I believed in you. I believed in you. <laughs> You were, you were my friend. You were my, you were my fr- friend, you were my, Anakin. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had a Star Wars reference here, but I don't know Star Wars. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know Star Wars either. I just remember how, how horrible that line was delivered. <laughs> it was like, you're my brother. I loved you. Um, Priscilla, what, what do you think about these two episodes, six and seven? I, it, it felt like I was thrown into a blender and someone clicked start. <laughs> Because I was what, like... What, what an analogy. Let's, I love it. Let's go. Because I felt like... You know, like, I didn't feel like I had a moment to sit and have reprieve. I mm-hmm. was just thrown into it. Like, you know, the first part, I know the first part we introduced the characters and we already know these characters. But I thought maybe like a couple of minutes, let's set the scene a little bit. No, like, we're going to throw you into the hellfire immediately. Um, I thought Joe was <laughs> the most interesting he's ever been. It was seeing him, like, trying to fight one interview with Kate. Like, he's actual base base mm-hmm, things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was so yeah, funny because i'm yeah. like we all know that you're gonna get with her <laughs> let's call it spade a spade like let's wrap this <laughs> let's wrap this up <laughs> like you're gonna get with her um i think what shocked me who shocked me the most was kate's dad like i knew he was like she kept referencing him in the part one being a bit of like an overseer but i didn't yeah. realize like how much he knew like he knew everything yeah, about Joe. Yeah. I'm like, right, how mm-hmm. do you know everything? <laughs> I was already expecting to be as charming as they ended up making him. I guess I was thinking more Logan Roy than what we got. Um, Mo, what do you think of six and seven? Well, I think just like sort of picking up on what Priscilla said is like she didn't expect him to know everything. Is I think like what that was to me is like it's showing you how. Um, like fine in the in like the small little context of like each of the seasons of that we've seen it's like fine he can get away with it but in the big wide world there's no way he can get away with yeah. it mm-hmm. so it's like showing like to me to me the fact that like obviously the first part of the season had like how easy it was after meeting him for like a week reese knew who, everything about him mm-hmm. uh and then after meeting this guy for what like a day mm-hmm. Uh, or not even meeting this guy, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Kinnear, whose name I can't remember. I'll just call him Greg Kinnear or Kate's Tom, dad. Tom Lockwood? Yeah, Tom, Tom Lockwood. Lockwood. Yeah. Okay, uh, there's no way I'm remembering that. Yeah, Greg so, Kinnear. I Greg Kinnear. Kinnear. Yeah, Greg Kinnear. Um, <laughs> Greg Kinnear is like, like, fine, he has a lot of wealth and power and whatever, but like, why would he even know where to start? And it's like, obviously that information exists somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think that's sort of setting up his downfall in a future season maybe yeah i mean obviously like i alluded to in the rundown i thought his downfall will be if not triggered will be enveloped with the whole journalist taking his picture i just didn't know she was just a whole different plot thread which to your point priscilla is kind of in your whole thing about not getting 
it meant to breathe was kind of something that happened to me in that sense. I was like, oh, okay, the season is starting. Oh, shit, this one theory that I had is just completely wrong. And now we're in a stalker plot. Like, it's just like everything just happened so quickly. I was like, oh, okay, we're in a stalker plot now. And now he has to go and kill Kate's dad. Um, I don't think we can dance around it anymore. Um, so I guess we just go into that important shed where all the torture happened. So I have on my notes that this is a tricky episode for Mo to be on. But apparently it's a tricky episode for Priscilla to be on as well. Um, how? Let... <sighs> I don't even... I did, the problem is that I'm not even... Because most people that have listened to this would have already watched the whole season. I'm not really taking care of their emotions at this point. It's more about my own emotions. I don't <laughs> want you guys to spoil it for me. Um, but just try to place yourself, whether it was yesterday or in most cases two, three months ago, place yourself in that moment after episode seven ends. What What are you thinking? Mo, let, let me start with you. What are you thinking once that happens at the end of episode seven? Well, the spoilers list that Netflix sends out, I read the spoilers after why? each episode. Wait, wait, stop. The, why would you no, do no, this? No, I read, I read the spoilers after I watch the episode. I read it after right. I finish the season. I'm not even touching it. Okay, because they do it episode by episode. So yeah. I, so, so it says, it says, it says that like Reese shows up mm-hmm. in the spoilers, and it says something else, but I'm not going to say what it says. Good to to avoid spoiling it for you. Thank but you. Priscilla knows what I'm talking about. Uh, fucking hell. Um. <laughs> um, so, but I think it's like it, it's interesting because it's like with, with mystery shows, you often get like there's there's like a twin storyline, or if it's a murder show, that there, there might be like a like a the a dissociative identity storyline, which I I I'm not entirely comfortable with because we had fairly good representation with Moon Knight last year, so it would be weird to see to see a regression in that sort of thing. Um, so, but like, uh, but like, yeah, there's, no, so there's also ahead. like the yeah. No, yeah, please, so sorry, go like, ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm trying. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you keep saying go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. Please go ahead. Um, please go ahead. Please go ahead. You want to go ahead? Please continue. Go yeah. ahead. Um, but there's a like. I think the twin the twin storyline would be it, it. It's it. It did surprise me because I was like, oh my gosh, is it twins? Is it? Is it is is Reese not real or is Reese real or what or like what's happening here like and 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 I and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of like a discussion to have around that but as far as building up to the reveal um you've got the cage right mhm um that I thought that was a really really good tense scene um the cage but it's tense in the way that you at least for me, you know what's at the end of this rope. But it's still, like, tense. Like, I know that we're going to find Marianne in the cage, the way it's built. Like, the way that scene is built up, I know what's at the end. It's still tense, and I still, like, I'm still like, wow, this, are they actually going to do this? But it, I wasn't, so, like, I don't think, I wasn't surprised to see that at the end. Does that make sense? Um, I was. Fair enough. Maybe it's, maybe it's, I, maybe I, it's just me. I was because I thought maybe, um, maybe like the reason that Reese had taken such a liking to Joe is because Joe maybe blacked out and was doing and and was dissociating and had this had this cage built, but and like Reese is still like like Reese and Joe are teaming up together just unknowingly. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, what if like Reese knows about the cage and everything as well? And then like in my mind, I was thinking, oh my gosh, is, is this like, is this like the twin Reese? And then there's also like the cage is like in a basement. So it's like the, the dungeon and it's like this rich and mm-hmm. poor thing again, because Reese is running for mayor and it's like political London. So I thought all of that was running through my mind there. So I, I was just like, so I understand, Priscilla, that you click next de- next episode. Um, why you click next episode? Uh, <laughs> because I would want to find out okay. straight away. Whereas me, I just um, like the slob I am. I just let Netflix do its thing while I got like devoured a bag of popcorn. Priscilla, obviously, I know what was going through your mind. You're like, I'm going to play this episode. But beyond that, beyond betraying me and everything I hold there, why? Like, what did you feel in that moment when? Reese in a suit walks in when 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 what 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 were you actually no let me let me rewind a bit when he's saying i don't know who you are i do you believe that what's going through your mind at that point so i was still stuck on the torture thing i could hear stuck in the middle of you going through my head i thought tirotine is gonna have a sick sick day with this like watching this torture <laughs> scene and then reese comes out in the suit and then i'm like wait like i, I actually paused it in real time because I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, when he's like, I don't know you, I'm like, sharp, like, sharp. <laughs> like, you know this geezer. But in the back of my head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ever since he saw, the way the guy was shouting at the other guy, Reese was shouting, or fake Reese, or whatever the Reese was, the the multiverse Reese was shouting at the other guy <laughs> who left in the car. I was like, I can't see Reese doing that. He's too self-controlled. But I thought, maybe I'm deluding myself into thinking that mm-hmm. that's true because mm-hmm. like, i can't he's, i think that was his ex-wife but i was leaving in the car yeah but even then like i i couldn't see him do i don't know what that's when it put a little thing in my head then i think when this when he came out in the suit i think my head i'm not gonna say my head was fucked i was i couldn't believe what i was watching i was completely confused um i felt very much i was more scared you know the bit towards the end Mm-hmm. I was more scared about Nadia. I thought Nadia's key was going that like she was going to walk in on Joe. I don't know why I thought that. Oh, but I was like, oh no, nah, that's mm. that's where I was most tense. I wasn't like, oh, do you think it was like a bit of playful editing type thing? Yeah, that's what I was more tense about. I don't think I didn't really care about Reese. I've got no emotional <laughs> attachment to Reese. If Reese died, I didn't really care. But it was more like, oh my gosh, what's Nadia going to find out? here yeah that's where because i think because they paired it off quite well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you didn't really know what door she was going to open and the door she opened obviously yeah was the door she opened mm. i want to say though like like amy lee hickman the the actor who plays nadia she um this isn't again not spoiling the season but she was one of my highlights for the season overall uh because her role really picks up steam in part two mm-hmm. and obviously for the people that have seen it they know yeah i mean they know what, what I'm talking we, about, but more than we that, like, that, when we talk about part one, so it's got to you of that, that, like, she just has to have a big role, doesn't she? There's, it, it just didn't make sense for her to be just the student. Um, well, yeah, but like her, like, so I don't know if you notice, like, the thing in, in each season of you that there is, there's always, it's always a really, really rich people that he's mm-hmm. friends with. It's always a group of friends that all hate each other. Um, that all have their own secrets that he'd like precariously or like sorry not precariously but like diligently mm-hmm. researches and there's always someone who's like a younger person who's extremely like 
precocious. Mm-hmm. So in the first season, there was Paco. The second season, there was mm-hmm. obviously Ellie. Last season, there was Theo, but last season was Love Season. Well, love, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then now this season, there's Nadia. And I think that, like, I'd really, like, it's good to, like, that's how the show still feels like you, even though this season did something completely different. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think the Ellie comp is very clear. Maybe it's because they're, like, out of those four people you called, they're the two um, female characters or something, or maybe because they just, I don't know, but it's, I was thinking of Ellie a lot during, sorry, during yeah. this, like, these two episodes. Um, Huh. Okay. So, hmm. So, okay. Let me just give my own point of view. I definitely thought about Twin. Twin came to my mind during that whole sequence. I'm like, he's running for mayor. Like, they, he, he can't have a secret twin. Like, somebody would know about this. So, I kind of quickly discarded that. I don't know how we can theorize on, like, we. With knowing, we can, we can theorize. Can you really? Both of you know what happens in the next hour, at least. So I don't know how we can really theorize on what happens. Okay, let me just say. Let me speak from my point of view because this was going to be Priscilla and I talking, and then we're just being quiet. Let me just speak from my point of view. Um, I will try not to look at you guys' faces so I don't get spoiled for anything. So in the moment where. <laughs> Boy's hiding his face. In the moment where suits Reese comes out. So let me give you a bit of backstory. Uh Haja, shout out Haja, a friend of the podcast, sent me a message a couple of days ago. So before I had watched these two episodes. And she said, because she was listening to our episodes on part one, and she says, her literal words were, Is Reese even a real person? Is Joe having a fight club moment? And I and I, I replied, like, I don't think so. Like, because we've seen Reese interact with like other people, like He's been interviewed for Mayo, so like I don't think they're gonna go with that. I personally would not like that twist if it was they were doing a fight club stroke Mr. Robot kind of situation. Did you just spoil Mr. Robot for me? <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, huh. You live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, he's been dogging us no. this entire time and he's just spoiled <laughs> this whole an entire time. TV show for you. No, no. The whole TV show, not even a season. A whole TV show. You spoiled the no, entire no, premise of, all, you don't know. of the show. Oh. <laughs> is, mm, oh, okay. is Mr. Robot even real? It let me try. Let me, it is, Mr. Actually is, is Christian Slater? Let me try. Is Christian Slater I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you who, which characters have the fight club moment but i would no (laughs) no because i I, because i know christian slater is in is in the show and christian slater is i'm gonna guess that rami malek uh, so uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna say i this is this is this is a mere culpa i'm gonna i mean mr robot season one came out 2017 there has to be a statute of limitations what we're doing right now oh yeah for sure for sure like i don't like i will talk about lost spoilers and how i met your mother spoilers for like till the end of time yeah because those shows ended um i i, I think i think 10 years is a good is a good gap that's but this is this is a mere call but i would raise my hand um <laughs> but i won't tell you who it is but i will also say that like it's not a it's not a series twist it's like a i think it's season one or maybe even very early in season one like <sighs> let me let, let me put it this way sam ismail envisioned mr robert as a movie and that quote-unquote twist was meant to happen in the first act so it's not like 
doesn't change that point. But I do apologize. I need to rewatch that show. Actually, it's been a while. It's it's a it's a really good show. I think season four of Mr. Robot is one of the best things of TV I've ever seen. Okay, sorry for the. Let me count. Let me count. Let me counter that Mr. Robot thing though, and say that Netflix envisioned everyone to watch these on day one. So by you not watching them on day one, you season four, part two on day one, and therefore talking, having to restrict your podcast guests. Technically, we're in the right here, Priscilla. Yeah. Probably not being ganged up on, on as a host. You're Anyways, not being ganged up on. Um, I just and I'm used. Mo, I had nothing against you. Like I can't control. You had <laughs> already watched it before you even agreed to come on the podcast. It's Priscilla who Agree. agreed. Wow. Priscilla agreed to do this. Wow. Priscilla said that's fine. I will do. She didn't even tell me. She didn't even tell me that. Oh, I've watched episode eight. I was talking. She's like, oh, by the way, I've seen. Like I've already seen it. Like, ah. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Okay, yes. Yeah, so. Okay, so personally, obviously, I am, how do I put this? I am, um, what's the word? I am positively reinforced, that's not the right word, but I'm positively reinforced by the fact that everyone, you guys included, seems to be happy with the resolution of this twist. Uh, right? Everyone everyone from part one has been like, oh, part two is incredible. Both of you have said so far like that you like episode eight and that you like what happens from this twist. Because I personally am not, I don't know if it's something I want. So I don't know if I wanted this twist. So I'm interested to see what actually happens in episode eight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, be a mo about this and say that I, the one criticism that I have of the season as a whole was how the, this twist played out. Well, that doesn't help anybody. You've, uh, that's, that's just... That's just sent me back to my pits of despair now. Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, but you, you said you liked it too. No, I, I, I think that as a whole, um, like, because there's still two more episodes after episode eight, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, the way that, that it, it ends up and the kind of logic behind it, uh, as I said, feels something. Okay. I'm going to do a solo pod now. Just wait. Um, so hi, <laughs> high five listeners. No, it, it feels, it feels, uh, not, it, it, it's just frustrating. So, okay. Hi, our five listeners. <laughs> I'm talking to you directly. I am blocking out both Priscilla and Mo. As you can tell, I'm speaking in a much lower and calmer voice. Um, so this twist could obviously either be a, um, DID situation or... I think we can assume that the twin thing is not happening. So maybe Reese is a real person. Oh no, actually Reese is definitely a real person, but Joe has when Reese said I was going to Berlin, he actually did go to Berlin and Joe has I go I guess I don't know, latched onto that memory and used that to lead himself to kill all these people. I don't know. I'll have more information for you next in a couple of days when I've watched <laughs> episodes um eight and nine. But I am very fretful about this twist. I do hope it's... I hope I like it. I hope I like the resolution or at least what it plays about. But I'm not very... I personally would have just really liked if Reese was a real person that was a murderer and we used that as a mirror to Joe's own murdering antics. Or if the fact is that Joe is the one just killing people again and he's had some kind of quote-unquote mental breakdown and has used this Reese as... A mental scapegoat. I don't know how interested I am will be. I, I will be in that twist, but we will see. We will see when I watch the other two episodes. 
I think it's like as far as Reese being a real person, Reese is a real person. Like Nadia said about the Reese Montrose book and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, other people interacting, we we haven't seen that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we've seen, we know there is a Reese Montrose. No, we we haven't seen that. No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. As in, no, yeah, I agree with you. As in, we know there's a a, a Reese Montrose who's running for mayor, but yeah, the one that Joe has been talking to is that. Dot, dot, dot. Anyways, I'm going to skip theory corner because I get more anx- anxious. Because I can piggyback on what, what you're saying because I think because last year Moon Knight because oh, it's hard for me to watch stuff like this like Fight mm-hmm. Club and stuff coming from a psychological standpoint because I'm always going to be more hyper aware um, of everything. As a healthcare professional? Yeah, so I'm just going to... You are the real hero. Yeah. <laughs> clap for the NHS. Yeah, people pot, clap their pots for me. Um... <laughs> But um, oh. I <laughs> what a dark time in our in our nation's time. history. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone eight p.m. every Tuesday. <laughs> was it Tuesday or, or Thursday? Tuesday, or th- one of the days. What, it was one of with the teas. Oh, Priscilla, what was your holiday? What was your holiday? Was it Tuesday or Thursday? <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't feel like a holiday. Like the way. But no, no salary raise though. But we'll clap. Exactly. We'll clap our pots. Can you imagine no salary raise for me? But you're banging your pot. Thank you. Oh, you should. Uh, <laughs> You should you should do a Joe Goldberg and start uh, level the playing field or yeah. Reese Montrose <laughs> for Jens no. Anyway, sorry, continue. Oh, sorry, Priscilla. yeah, because I think Moonlight was the first time I've actually watched a show handle dissociative identity disorder pretty mm. perfectly, mm. start to finish. Like I had no real major major notes apart um, from the post credit scene of episode post-credit six. Post-credit, oh, don't even get into oh, my days. Yeah, I was so annoyed, but it was pretty perfect. Um, so I would really hate it if they went down that route because you need a long time to flesh it out. It's not something mm. you can wrap up in like three, four episodes. Like I don't mind if they wanted to tap into that sort of storyline because it works for the sort of character Joe is, but like that has to be a season thing where you've built that yeah. up for a long time and then we have the crescendo not something mm-hmm. you do a couple of episodes in and go you know what let's just sprinkle in a little bit of sensitive like dissociative identity disorder yeah you know waking up yeah. the little um appetite for it um so yeah mm. that's what i hope they they really don't do with this and it, it i i think the thing that a lot of people like a lot of media when it talks about dissociative identity disorder is that it often skips the trauma part that's yeah. that sort of like sets off the trigger whereas we've seen so if this is a lot of trauma if this is like joe going out doing the killings we've seen that at least the show has got a foundation that's based in in that but it's again like if you're if you're running if you're running the storyline you do run the the danger of of doing that really bad stereotype of the the murderous altar yeah so yeah i, I agree with you 100 and that's something i was thinking about because i was like not to i don't want to really just break it down to like trauma equals dd happening because that's obviously very basic very bad but i'm just like in my head i was like what is the trauma that's happened between season three and four to make this happen now like we've seen joe's trauma it's mostly been when was a child and you you kind of feel like just like moonlight it's something that would have started happening then because there's been no indication that anything like this has happened in the first three seasons so you're like what has happened between the whole love queen thing in in 
in America to mm. now that has created this new personality. Like, what? How are we explaining this away? But anyway, I don't want to. I don't. Because I, 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 I feel like the more I talk about this, the more I would probably give the show the short end of the stick without actually even seeing what they what they want to say yet. I want to be fair to the show and actually watch the episodes before going. Mm. Too but again, we don't we route. don't know if it's a dissociative identity disorder. Exactly, situation. that's what I'm saying. I think it's unfair yeah, to yeah. keep on going down this route without actually having watched it and to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, it, it's the one thing this season beyond obviously the terrible depictions of London, but that's more tongue in cheek. It's the one thing this season of you where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a step back and see what you're gonna show me before I make a decision, mm. because this is the one time that you're making me think. The rest I've just been having fun. Now you're like, now if you're gonna go, it's it's kind of my. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I don't like to do this on other podcasts. But it's kind of like my main, big, my biggest and main problem with Joker is that if you want to make me think, then you you have to come with you have to back it up. Like you have yes. to you have to make it make sense. It's like it's like I'm like with Joker. You tr- you wanted to make me think. You said you're not a superhero show. You were a serious drama, and then I thought about it, and I hated everything I thought about. So I'm just like, if you're gonna make me think, you really have to back it up. So hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, the show finds a way to, to to make it work. You can edit this out, but I was stoned out of my mind when I watched Joker for the first time in the cinema, um, and I thought it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Uh, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, this is actual shit. I mean, do you want me to edit that out? Because if not, I will keep it in. You can keep it in if you want. I just didn't know like, if drugs were allowed on the podcast. That was well, the we worst film I have ever watched. I sat there spending my £7 student discount watching that <laughs> film with a tango ice was in a popcorn. I wanted to leave. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't, I don't, obviously, you guys know I don't like to just take segments to shit and stuff on this podcast. And But this is this is very life-affirming because I did not know that there were other Joker haters oh, I hated that in film. the world. I'm not a Joker hater, but I, I'd like, I should basically I should have been stoned when I watched Ant Man because, <laughs> like, <laughs> too far. Let's okay. We're going anyways. This is a movie I do like. I'm a Joker hater. But Joaquin Phoenix, brilliant. No notes on him. He was fine. Mm. How does Todd Phillips create the masterpiece that is The Hangover, which is one of the best comedy films I've ever watched in my life, <laughs> to make him that pile of crap? He well, needs to ask, because he, he, needs, made, he needs to be trying at the Hague. Yeah, but like he's made like <laughs> other Hangover films. Hangover one is not the only Hangover film he made. That like, the other two Hangover films were great, record. were good films, but that one is cinematic, a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, I mean, look, look, Joker. No, I'm, I'm, I'm look, Joker. Three Oscars, maybe more, because of Joaquin Phoenix. Put anyone no, else. Yeah, but like, no, I'm saying <laughs> if you're Todd Phillips, then you're like. I made a billion dollars. I got three Oscars. Like, you can't I, say, you can't chat anything That was a pity Oscar. I don't care what anyone tells me. He did not deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she won, she won, Hilda, Hilda won for the score. I feel like they had another Oscar win. They, they had, had the most nominations that year. They must have, it wasn't Best Director, was it? Because that was Bong Joon-ho. Um, that was Bong, that Bong one. Maybe it was just two. Maybe it was just two. It was Joaquin Best Director. Yeah, yeah. 11 nominations. Yeah, Joaquin deserved it. And, and, they had the most Hilda So by every metric, that movie is a success. It's it's like it's a it is a very well produced film. You ain't got the streets though. That's what matters. You ain't got the streets. <laughs> okay, Priscilla, Priscilla, I think it does. That's the problem. I think it's just us. I think it actually has the streets. I swear, a, a billion, <laughs> a billion dollars for a Batman movie without Batman. That, I think it has. You can't the have the streets. That's what I'm saying. 
The funny, th- the funny thing is about, and I know you want to, you're itching to talk about you again, but we should just turn this into a Joker episode. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I anyway, personally don't you know, like, I don't like just shitting on movies on podcasts. I don't, I don't like doing that. The 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 thing with with Joker is that the message was sometimes boys get sad and sometimes they commit a little bit of domestic terrorism, <laughs> and that was it. Kill their mothers. <laughs> okay, so. Let's go to a new segment. We're going to skip the... Well, I think we've, we've theorized as much as we really can within the confines of, of the cage. So I'm going to do a new segment I have for you guys. Um, first of all, I hope none of your parents listens to this podcast because uh, this next segment is... And you guys, you guys can confer before reaching your decision. But I want both of you to rank, rank these kinks. Oh. Golden Shower. Oh. Booty Bump. Sex in the park. Rank it for me. Okay, booty bumpers at top. What? Okay. Sure. Okay, yeah, let's sure. fine. Let we're starting off hot. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Why did we go with that verse? <laughs> because <laughs> drugs are nice. What made you make that decision? Drugs are nice. <laughs> drugs. Um, let me let me let me let me pull out an oldie. We do not endorse any form of drugs used on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, come on, come on to mine, and and, and we'll endorse it. Yeah, like <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay, if I did drugs, that would be fun, I imagine. <laughs> but I can't imagine getting peed on as fun. And I and sex in a park is risky, and it's just like I was going to say something really personal then, and so uh, now I'm not going to say it. So <laughs> all I'll say is, sex in a park would be fun if you lived in a warm country. Because we all know what the cold does <laughs> does to other things. Okay, so okay. <laughs> so Priscilla, he's he's laid out his logic. Do you agree? I, I'm not but, even but, gonna. But I would I, I I would put sex in the park above getting pissed on because, uh, yeah. I mean, much like th- your partner in a theoretical park sex, I am not going to touch that. Uh, Priscilla, what is <laughs> Okay, number one. Do you agree? Number one, Sex in the Park. Number two. Um. Oh, these birds. This is it for you. This is exactly this is this is where I wanted to get (laughs) you. You have to pick. You have to pick something. See, I watch. I watch Babylon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. Thank you. For about an hour, I couldn't get that scene out of my head. For about an hour. I, I kept trying to... As in, like, in a good way or a bad way? In a real bad way. Oh, in a bad way. way. Okay, right. We had a whole, we had a whole rant about it in part one, because Priscilla really hates I hate showers. The ideas just... of them. Not, I, not I, I feel like anyone with a brain hates getting pissed on. Ooh, again, we're not going to kink shame. No, we, let's kink shame. I'm definitely... I'm, I, we, we, yeah, we are we are 100% we're kink, we're kink shaming that. I, like I like my five listeners. I don't know what you guys say. It's getting peed on. They need to come to me for therapy. Unless you're a proper for dinner listener, in which you are perfect the way you are. You're, you're just not perfect. come to me Keep for therapy. You. We need to seriously <laughs> talk about this. But the cocaine bump. When that guy said that, yeah, I actually almost choked. I said he ain't, he ain't saying what I think he's saying. I've never heard that before. And I've watched The Wolf of Wall Street. I've never heard that before. Yeah, he did it in Wolf of Wall Street. I was. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, my he God. Did, he did, yeah. Oh, off that strip. Oh, wow. Dear God, that film was so bad. What's your answer? Wait, bad as in not not bad as in quality. No, that's not quality-wise. That's one of my favorite films. It's just bad for Priscilla. What's your answer? So you're vamping a lot. What's your answer? Oh God, 
to the cocaine thing. To the cocaine thing, then last golden shower. There's someone sitting in my flat, and I'm t- I'm just I was just telling him that we were ranking the kings, and I I said what they are. And what did he say? And. Uh, Aaron Murray, who does, uh, oh, who writes for the for the site as well. I know, Aaron. and he does, yeah, loud and clear reviews and stuff. Shout out, to Aaron. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out, Aaron. <laughs> so Aaron's ranking is Golden Shower, Sex in the Park, and then Booty Bump. He put Golden Shower number one. Oh, 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 okay. He put Golden Shower number one. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. I know. And I and I had to confirm with him because he sent it on Slack. So I so he was like. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like getting pissed on, you know uh, and that that symbol, let's, sex in the park. Let's move on. I think this bumped. podcast is taking a turn. Let's move on. I did not. No, 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 is... no, no. We're talking. Well, you you open this kind of worms. Yeah, but I didn't. You, I, did, you... I honestly thought it was just going to be a unanimous answer quickly, and we would move on to the next segment. But this is. This I is I gave my answer fairly quickly. Yeah, you did. Um, Priscilla, just to reiterate, was yours? Oh, Golden shower first. I can't believe I've repeated this one. Yeah, the, can... the one doing fucky fucky in the park. <laughs> is the cocaine three is the golden shower no human being can ever piss on me i'm sorry fair enough that's the sound <laughs> yeah. bite that's, that's, and the, and the, that's the pull up and the worst part about his whole golden shower thing is he wants to get pissed on by people he views as less than him <gasps> yeah that's the point yeah, yeah. So and like, it's like what it. kind of like like what? What trauma did he go through <laughs> to get that? Let's like, see, should, should we see the Adam the Adam spin up? Okay. Yeah. Um. Normally we'll do best lines, but honestly, like as Priscilla said, this was like a blend of two episodes. I didn't have time to pull out best lines. I think the one that I really I really liked when when Phoebe is like, "Oh, Joe, I've told you about my friend, the paparazzi lady. I only talked to through the television. That was that that that, <laughs> yeah. that, that tickled me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Any? Does, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Does anyone have any lines? I think. Uh, I mean, someone did, and the, with the booty bumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. That's True. the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, my 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 thing no, with that's, that's Lady a good Phoebe joke, is well done. It is an amazing joke. Oh, any any drug related joke, I'm there. <laughs> Jesus. <okay. laughs> no, that's a joke. That that's a joke. Mm, there. Okay. Um, mm, so. Kind of. Mm. I had a fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh don't worry i'm I'm stone cold sober right now i just ate some watermelon um is that anyway i don't let's can we just let's go on please let's go on no yes. the, the what i wanted to say was lady lady phoebe's storyline mm-hmm. uh this in this half is it it really is some of like the best the best storylines in the season mm. um and i'd say that that part two really picks up uh, like from episode seven because it sets in like a chain of a, a chain of events that are like will affect how mm. each of these characters fare at the end of the season. Um, okay. So it, so and and it's not like I want to say it leaves no stone unturned, but there are a couple of stones there for for season five to turn over. Okay. Um, um what well, else? I think that's a that's actually a good way to end because that's a very good tease for the rest of the season. Um, for anyone who no, I'm not. For anyone who's actually like listening to us as they're watching, that was if you're doing that, shout out to you, man. Thank you. Um listener number one. Yeah. Out of five. Priscilla, any final thoughts? Do you promise to not watch ahead for the rest of this run? I I promise. Uh, I stand are... I stand by Priscilla's choice to not watch ahead if she chooses <laughs> not to watch ahead. Thanks, Mike. 
if she cho- no 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 I stand by Priscilla's choice mm. to watch ahead if she chooses to watch ahead. So. Sorry, I mean, words. Uh, I don't. I would pen. My only thoughts is pen Bradstreet. Let's do a rom com. Let's do something light. Let's. Yeah, but that's fine. You know he's not going to have sex in the rom com, right? That's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Let's okay. keep it clean. We can do a little, Just... you know, Harlequin romance or you know them Hallmark movie things. Let's keep it clean. You know, I don't mind because this is too heavy. <laughs> you did dad from way too heavy. Way too heavy. Let's do something funny. We need, him Mr. Mr. we need him as Mr. Fantastic. Exactly. We need him okay. as Mr. Fantastic. This is what I was leading to. Um, My Reed Richards I really casting. To, I need to control this podcast a bit more. I, I I could see that coming from a mile away and I just tried to veer off, but no, I was oh. I was overwhelmed. Um okay, you guys want Pen Badly as Reed Richards. Fine. I've been convinced. I've been okay. convinced now. I didn't I wasn't you know what? In my amygdala, it was there, but I'm like, oh, I can't see it, I can't see it, I can't see it. And then, it's weird, but watching him in interviews explaining, like, his hatred for Joe and him going through the feelings <laughs> of you, I'm like, oh, yeah, it works. It works, because he's sort of, like, not Dan from Gossip Girl, Breed isn't like that, but in terms of the snarkiness of Dan, it's it fits. And, like, I was like, oh, you know, it makes sense, I can kind of see that, he can play the smartest guy in the room. I can get that. Plus, he looks good. I want Reed to be okay. good looking. Like, I, I wasn't feeling it. I mean, all of the choices are good looking. I feel like I was a shot at somebody, but I'm never going to investigate that. I'm not going to investigate <laughs> which white man you were, you were shooting with that shot. But I'm just not going to investigate it. Because um, I feel like it's going to be somebody that I really like. So I don't even want to... I don't, I don't want to investigate who you're insulting with that, with that comment. But, guys, if you've loved Mo's drug thoughts, thoughts on drugs, Oof. please, please check Oof. out thestreamer.com s-t-r-e-a-m-r dot com um, please check them out on Twitter which is streaming news what's your Instagram handle? is it streaming news streaming as well? news yeah. and TikTok streaming news TikTok as well please check them out if you like Priscilla's love of sex in parks because apparently she really loves it that's her number one thing um, please check out talking about cocaine cocaine again with <laughs> With Jess Ibuka and myself talking about cooking there. Um, she and I are going to be talking about rain dogs. She's going to be talking about Mandalorian Dear. for the rest of the season. She's going, to, she's going to be heading up her own podcast Ooh. Um, starting in April. Uh, our film specific podcast named to be decided soon. Um, so yeah, please check out all that we are trying to do. Why are you trying to do cool stuff? So please check those, all of that out. And... Yeah, we'll be back in two days talking about episodes eight and nine. And two days after that, talking about the finale. I'm still enjoying you a lot. I really do hope, like, my fears are not as bad as I fear they might be. Um, but yeah, for now, I am off to kill a billionaire so I can balance my karmic skills. So please join us next time when we'll be joined by the great one and only Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Au revoir. Au revoir.